Anastasia, you have mentioned the rhombus as one of the symbols of human spiritual transformation. Please tell, at least in general, about symbols of the square shapes, about the rhombus and the square itself. As of today, people often confuse the meaning of these symbols because they rely on modern interpretations of the ancient knowledge, which has already been largely distorted and interpreted at the level of the material worldview. Richten The square in the symbolism of the primordial knowledge is a conditional base of the pyramidal-shaped human structure, which links all his main essences. Consequently, different peoples associated the square with the symbol of the earth, everything earthly, with the union of the four elements of cardinal points, with the masculine principle, as opposed to the circle which served as a symbol of the feminine principle and the sky. This knowledge was reflected in the structure of many religious buildings of different nations of the world. For example, ziggurats, pyramids, temples, pagodas, churches, and other sacred buildings were built on a square base. At that, as a rule, the architecture of the building itself, in one way or another, reflected knowledge about the transformation of the square into a circle or a rhombus which was a schematic representation of a cube set on one of its corners. That is, these symbols recorded the knowledge about energy transformation of the human structure during his spiritual liberation, the transition of the spiritual personality from the material world into the spiritual one. Arambus was also often depicted in the form of an oval seed with slightly pointed top and bottom vertices, and was associated with the symbol of the feminine principle, life energy, and the fertility of the goddesses, who as a rule were endowed with functions of the Great Mother. It was designated with signs of fusion of two forces which formed a new shape in space. A rhombus drawn into a square or a rhombus that goes beyond the limits of a square, forming eight angles, an eight-pointed star, these are all symbols of the primordial knowledge about the spiritual liberation of man. These symbols were known to people as far back as the times of the Paleolithic Age. All these images and symbols were based on the knowledge of spiritual practices, particularities of awakening of the spiritual forces in human, a manifestation of the moment of fusion of the personality with its soul. Incidentally, the process of reaching such a spiritual fusion, enlightenment and perception of the truth, was designated in ancient times with a symbol that looked like a bug. Notably, it was originally placed in reference to a personality which has matured spiritually regardless of whether it was a woman or a man. Often, the arms in this sign were depicted with a symbolic sign of a lot, and the legs were in the form of two spirals, twisted in different directions. Spirals in the sacred knowledge about the human being are as a rule conditional designations of either direction of energy movement in the process of spiritual practice or of the powers of a lot if it is connected with information about the origin of the world.
a spiral twisted clockwise meant positive, creating spiritual forces, while a counterclockwise spiral referred to negative, destructive forces of the animal mind, which opposed the powers of Allah. In the designation of spiritual practices, symbols of spirals were used in the meaning of energies or of their fusion. Also, the spiral of three and a half turns designated the energy which in the East, as I have already mentioned, is still being called the sleeping Kundalini serpent and which symbolizes the hidden energy potential of the human being. Later, instead of the above-mentioned sign that looks like a bug, female goddesses began to be depicted, thus designating the process of attainment of spiritual fusion with the soul and liberation of human from the material world. Thus, people recorded one of the original additional explanations that a human being can achieve such a state only with the participation of the creating powers of Allah, the divine feminine principle. Also, indications that were similar in meaning were used in the form of two spiral snakes entwined with each other. If such a symbol was depicted together with an image of a person during a spiritual practice, then it was usually indicated that the tails of the snakes were coming out of the person's first chakran, muladhara. The bodies were entwined by three and a half turns, and their heads were closed to the seventh chakran, the thousand petal lotus. Thus, the path of movement of this energy in the human energy body was conditionally indicated. The Eastern treatises, which narrate about spiritual practices, still refer to the awakening of the Kundalini serpent as the attainment of the spiritual state of enlightenment and escape into nirvana. By the way, thanks to such an associative symbol, previously connected with spiritual knowledge, some peoples still revere ordinary snakes, which are found in their localities, as sacred reptiles. Anastasia Yes, thanks to the ancient artifacts discovered in different corners of the planet, there is already a lot of evidence attesting to people's special attitude towards this sign that looks like a bug and towards images of goddesses that are similar to it. However, strange things are happening in science today. The spiritual aspect of these artifacts is hardly ever considered, and most explanations amount to the material understanding, as if on purpose, the spiritual significance and the role of these symbols in cultures of different peoples are being belittled. For example, scientists are often faced with ancient artifacts in the form of goddesses with lines twisted into spirals or spread out in a semicircle in place of legs or little snakes twisted in a spiral. But they attribute practically all these findings to a woman in labor in a frog position or to anthropomorphic creatures in a frog position which are associated with the magic of fertility and represent a woman's pose, and so forth. In general, they connected to the material aspects of existence without the spiritual component. Rigdon. Well, whatever worldview people have, so are their conclusions. If modern people paid more attention to true spiritual self-perfection, they would better understand 
the ancient people's concern about their spiritual development. Here is a simple example. In the 1960s, in the southern part of central Turkey, on Konya Plain, archaeologists discovered the city of Çatal Hayuk, dated to the 7th millennium BC. And underneath it, there were 12 more layers, the building horizons of cultures that had existed before that time, in a manner of speaking. Anastasia. Yes, it was a sensational discovery for the scientific world. Ancient buildings, an outside narrow entrance to the premises was made on the flat roof. Sanctuaries, plaques, figurines, crystalloids of geometric forms, and remains of polychrome wall paintings. According to the scientists' calculations, this ancient city could accommodate about 7,000 inhabitants simultaneously. Richten, quite right. In fact, almost every house there had a special room. Scientists provisionally called it the sanctuary, and putting it in our words, it was a room for spiritual practices. They tried to place it in the center of the dwelling. The walls of such a room, especially the eastern and the northern ones, were painted with frescoes, the length of which reached from 12 to 18 meters. But what is most interesting is what was portrayed on them, a goddess in the form of a woman, positioned in a pose of the sad bog, or as scientists call it, in the frog pose, with animals and birds that characterize the four essences beside her, as well as symbols in the form of the allot sign, a crescent with horns pointing upwards, a rhombus, two vertically connected triangles in the form of an hourglass, two horizontally connected triangles in the form of wings of a butterfly, symbols in the form of honeycomb, seeds, and waves. At that, these symbols could be found in different combinations. On top of one another, somewhere they doubled or tripled, multiplied, were depicted in terms of positivity and negativity. The goddess was drawn as a fish woman, a meditative immersion into an altered state of consciousness, as a serpent woman, a symbol of spiritual practices and the attainment of the state of spiritual enlightenment, and as a bird woman, connection with the spiritual world. These stories also had women carrying fishing nets, which in turn pointed at the placement of signs by a group that was doing spiritual practices. Furthermore, in order to paint these frescoes, they used colors inherent to the soul in a state of transition blue and green, this paint was mined from the copper ore, dark and bright red, from mercury oxide and red ochre, yellow, from iron oxide, gray, from galena, purple, from manganese, and naturally, white. All this, together with signs and symbols, indicates that people possess the primordial knowledge. Incidentally, there was the following tradition even in more ancient times, a group of people performed spiritual practices together with their leader, an individual who worked on himself more thoroughly than the others, and therefore advanced faster on his spiritual path. On the walls of the meditation room, in symbols and signs, he kept a record of the spiritual work, the attainment of knowledge, and learning processes of this group. But once the leader reached spiritual liberation, 
The walls of the meditative room were covered with a white coating. The new group leader began a new painting, like from a clean slate. Subsequently, this tradition transferred to the human society, where the emphasis was already placed on human life and the events in it. Anastasia Yes, all this testifies yet once again that people really worked on themselves spiritually. Moreover, spiritual perfection was natural for the society's way of life. This was not a passing fancy or a part of an individual's private life that is better to be kept secret from others, which is what you can see with modern people nowadays. Spiritual development was the ancient people's meaning of life. Moreover, the very society in which they lived not only maintained but also contributed to this process. You mentioned that the ancient people had a sign in the form of a wave. Rigdon. Yes, the wave is an ancient designation of energy and its characteristics, or as they would say today, of the energy field. If this referred to the spiritual sacred knowledge about the human being, then the number of wavy lines or wavy stripes indicated energies of the dimension with which the person was working in a spiritual practice, or into what dimension he makes a transition, or simply symbolized the work itself in the invisible world. The wavy line in everyday symbolism was used as a designation of water or rivers, and in the sacred knowledge about the universe, the water was a symbol of the other world, which was different from the earthly one, So this is why the connection with the spiritual world was also often indicated in this way. The proof of the fact that people possessed the spiritual knowledge already in the ancient times can be found now as well. The main symbols such as a circle, cross, diagonal cross, triangle, rhombus, square, spiral, star, pyramid, crescent with horns upwards, as well as their modifications, are found on many archaeological artifacts. For example, there are on rock inscriptions, on figurines of the Paleolithic era, on ritual plates and dishes dating back to the Neolithic times, on symbols of holy garments, things, objects, and jewelry found in burial places. All this points to the fact that people possessed special magical sacred spiritual knowledge during their lifetime. For a person of knowledge, these symbols told a lot and were to him same as what an open book written in an understandable language is to us now. Ancient inscriptions left on stone blocks, rocks, caves, roofs, and so on particularly those that included signs and symbols indicating specific spiritual practices, as a rule, also designated the place where people worked on these practices. The place chosen for spiritual practices was special, often in remote caves or open areas. By the way, in the past, only a person of knowledge who had personal experience in such practices had the right to make such inscriptions on rocks. Today, these ancient people who left rock inscriptions are provisionally called Paleolithic shamans by scientists. I would like to draw your attention to the fact that even to this day, such places have been preserved where records of entire generations were made, 
and where people came to learn for thousands of years. Anastasia. Yes, such stone books carved on rocks, each the size of a football field, are still being discovered by scientists. For example, rock carvings, petroglyphs at the White Sea, Zalavruga City, Republic of Karelia, Russia, or the Swedish Namforzen in the Angermanland province, and Tanuma in Bohuslan, or in the foothills of the Central Alps in Valcamonica, Italy, or inscriptions of the African Bushmen in the Drakensberg Mountains, or drawings of the mountain plateau, the Sili Najer in the Sahara, and so on. Richten. Quite right. Later, symbols started to be used more often in a more mobile version as amulets, a constant reminder of the human's dual nature and of priority of the spiritual, and it must be noted that they were drawn knowledgeably, in particular what symbol had to be placed where and why on pictorial ornaments, houses, ritual dishes, and sacred figurines, which were just as respected in those days as religious paraphernalia is honored in the modern world. These symbols were also placed on certain objects as information that was recorded in a special way in signs, including those events that were to take place in the future or as a guarantee that they will happen. Later, this was transformed into a kind of subject letter, for example on the staff of messengers, which had the corresponding notable signs. Thanks to this, a messenger from one nation or community of people confirmed, so to speak, his authority and the special commission entrusted to him before the representatives of another nation or community. Anastasia Yes, staffs of messengers were used in ancient Europe, ancient China, also by the ancient African and Australian peoples. But this is known perhaps only to the researchers who work on these matters, but for the majority of people, these are little-known facts. Yet the symbolic staff of Moses, the caduceus of Hermes, and so on, have been well-hyped in the modern society's literature that is available to the masses. Rigdon Historical artifacts are little-known because people themselves are not interested in these matters. Anastasia. That is so, and even for those who discover these artifacts with symbols and signs, the information there is not entirely clear, and that is why it is described at best as an ornament on ritual objects, as signs that are similar to certain sacred symbols of other peoples. Rigdon. Usually, such symbols were depicted on stone or on objects as a means of transferring spiritual experience to descendants. For those walking the spiritual path, these records of knowledge were spiritually significant. Anastasia So spiritual knowledge was more important and more significant to those people who lived thousands of years ago than, for example, a map with an exact location of countless treasures or cash savings in a bank is to a modern human being with a consumerist format of thinking. Rigdon, quite right. Even about 10,000 years ago, spiritual knowledge was valued more than it is now, 
as they said in the East, knowledge is the real treasure which accompanies the one who possesses it everywhere. Anastasia Yes, what can be more important in human's life than spiritual development? This is the main purpose and the meaning of life. The history of mankind recorded in signs and symbols has demonstrated the importance of this issue even in such distant times, regardless of the conditions in which people lived. For them, spiritual development was the most important thing, and the material life was secondary. And now, even though compared to ancient people, the new generations live in more comfortable conditions, still, more often, they choose the priority of material values, burning through their life, wasting it, guided by the consumerist priorities of society. Richten, unfortunately, that is so. By the way, the ancient people treated such inscriptions as transmittal of the most important information to the next generation, because everything in this life is transient, except for the spiritual. In ancient times, people had a better understanding that life in this world is too fleeting and it ends very quickly for various reasons, including natural disasters. And to avoid losing knowledge, it was left on the eternal stone. Certainly, all of the above mentioned applies to sacred, holy ritual inscriptions, because in addition to these, the ancient people had, like in modern society, common, calendar, ancestral, historical, and other records. Some sacred working signs, those capable of influencing the physics of the invisible world, could also be used as a symbolic designation of a spiritual person who practiced this knowledge, had experience, and could share it with other people, before everything really was clear and simple. Those same signs and symbols, for instance, were drawn not just by whomever, and certainly not for the purpose of decorating your own beloved self as it is done now, usually without understanding the essence. In ancient times, it was done by the people in the know, who reached a certain level of spiritual development. It is now that people like monkeys hook adornments with different symbols and signs onto themselves without even realizing what they really mean and how they affect the unconscious. But the main thing for them is that it is cool, expensive, and that a neighbor is looking with envy. Nowadays, many irresponsible politicians and government officials place those symbols, which are often slipped to them by Freemasons, onto flags and emblems of cities and countries. They do not even stop and think why it is so important for Freemasons to put their sign or symbol in this region. Officials do not understand the difference between different signs and what trouble they are causing by this innocent act, condemning their people, including their families, to additional suffering. For such people, the subordinated to the material mind system has defined specific priorities, money, and an area of the conductor of its power, so that the person would not think about anything greater. It is now that leaders of different religions, imitating traditions of the past, 
clothe themselves in festive garments and decorate themselves with precious metals, stones, and emblems on which various symbols are depicted. Most of them have scarce information about the meaning of these patterns and signs, confining themselves only to the narrow limits of the concept of their religion, without even wondering about a more ancient use of these symbols in the spiritual culture of different peoples of the world and about their true purpose. On the whole, it is now that the outer is rich and the inner is empty, whereas before, only some eight to 12,000 years ago, everything was different and had a meaning. Modest but with a lot of significance outer, sign or symbol, and rich spiritual inner. Generally, it should be noted that for people who lived in those times, knowledge of symbols was so important and natural for their society that they could not even imagine that such valuable information could be forgotten or lost. Anastasia You once mentioned that much later, when society started to lean towards the material way of thinking, the simple started to be replaced with the complicated. People complicated signs and symbols by additional interpretation which came from the mind. Rigdon, that is really so. When due to some causes, natural disasters, epidemics, and so on, transfer of spiritual knowledge was interrupted or its modernization from the human mind took place among the peoples, then the next generations would no longer understand it. People would interpret this information from their mind, literally from the perspective of their existing everyday experience. This is another factor that contributed to the subsequent distortion and misinterpretation of science. Anastasia Yes, no matter which way you look at it, it all starts with the material inclination of humans' consciousness. And if society loses or distorts the essence and the meaning of the original knowledge as a result of interference of the animal mind, this material inclination will only get worse in the consciousness of future generations. You know, pursuant to the information you told us, I found many interesting facts in the works dedicated to archaeological and ethnological matters. Of course, the research related to cultural layers of 12,000 BC is scarce, and most of the discoveries are accidental. But starting in the 11th to the 7th millennium BC, many artifacts have been discovered, especially those related to signs. So then, while studying various cultural layers, one can easily trace in what period the phase of such an inclination towards matter was starting for this or that people. In the layers dating back to antiquity, scientists found more traces of peaceful life of people, a lack of signs of inequality among the inhabitants, and most importantly, evidence of priority of spiritual knowledge in society. Many artifacts with typical signs and symbols point to that. For example, remains of dwellings with rich murals graphics, steatite seals with signs, clay medallions with carved signs and symbols, fragments of ritual dishes with signs, pottery with rich ornamentation based on mythological stories, 
and women's clay figurines with sacred symbols on them. And already later on in the timeline, judging by the burials, there appear quite a lot of weapons and jewelry made of gold, silver, and precious stones. A significant stratification of the population takes place. There appear many poor burials, while very few rich ones. And then there are whole casts of priests and warriors buried in gold jewelry with weapons. Besides, if in the early days there was simply an exchange of goods among the population without much need for material hoarding, apparently the values were different, they were of the non-material nature. Later on, gold, money, and trade appear with focus on accumulation of the material wealth by individuals and the corresponding stratification of the population with the emergence of political and religious systems of government. In other words, you can trace inclination of the civilization in the direction of material thinking. I would say more precisely, towards domination of characteristics of the animal nature in society, the creation of nations on this basis, the emergence of slavery, and so on. Another thing that surprised me is the fact that the secondary school curricula of a variety of civilized countries mention information about the existence of the human society until the 5th millennium BC only in passing, referring to this period as prehistory and describing mainly everyday life and material living conditions of the so-called in science prehistoric people and the spiritual side of life of the ancient people is portrayed as primitive beliefs in magic, spirits, in existence of the soul in a human, in otherworldly mythical realms, and gods inhabiting them. But earlier, there had been many interesting and meaningful things too. Why is this being concealed? For example, in certain periods of time, Different communities of people in parts of the globe that were located at a considerable distance from each other suddenly started to move on a massive scale to a more civilized level of existence, as scientists say, to a culture of productive economy, to settled agriculture, to production of pottery with the same basic sacred signs, to domestication of animals, construction of houses, including two-storied ones in some places, with a clear plan of building big cities, and so on. And the myths and legends of the peoples that were geographically unrelated to each other mention that the locals were taught all this by people from the sky, and that is the origin of the belief that nature and life of people are governed by special supreme beings. Often, it is during these periods that signs and symbols started to appear on ritual ceramic dishes on a large scale. At the same time, these signs, essentially the same ones, existed before that time in the communities of the people who lived on different continents, as evidenced by rock carvings, petroglyphs. The signs were found even in rock drawings painted 35,000 years ago. Rigdon it is simply that, as I have already said, certain signs and symbols existed in society initially. Anastasia Yes, and this simple fact is being persistently ignored, 
probably due to lack of primordial knowledge in matters so crucial for the human civilization. So I found some interesting information in the libraries about those ancient archaeological cultures that you mentioned in the conversation about signs. These are ancient civilizations that existed in Europe and Asia, either well before the known Sumerian and Egyptian civilizations or during the same time period. For example, as you have already said, the Trapelian culture, which existed in the 4th to 3rd millennium BC in ancient Europe, the current territories of Ukraine, Moldova, and Romania. It is known in Romania as the Kukutan culture, by the name of the nearest settlement where the first archaeological findings associated with this culture were discovered on those territories. A lot of ceramics with sacred symbols had been found in the cultural layers of this period. At that, the dishes were of two types, ritual ones, with the ornament of signs and symbols, and common ones, simple, without drawings. I would like to mention another important fact that you once pointed out to us. In those settlements, many female figurines with carved sacred signs and ornaments were found, which indicates that these people honored the creating feminine principle. It is also noteworthy that during the excavation of other ancient cultures, not only an abundance of such signs on ceramics was found, but there were also many women's pieces of adornment with the same sacred symbols and female figurines with signs. The burials of women shamans who possessed the sacred knowledge during life were found nearby as well. The objects and many other features found in burial places pointed at that. This testifies that women took a very active part in the spiritual life of society as well as in the rituals, and that it is the feminine divine principle that was especially honored by people in ancient times. Rigdon. So it should be in a harmonious spiritually developed community, because the feminine principle in the spiritual aspect is precisely the manifestation of the creating power of a lot. Anastasia. After you first touched on the subject of science many years ago, I found many examples of the presence of different signs and symbols in ancient cultures. For example, cultures of the Balkan-Danube region, which are a number of archaeological cultures of the Neolithic and the Chalcolithic ages in 5th to 3rd millennium BC, which occupied a large area of ancient Europe and the Balkans, a mountain range in the southeast of Europe. A rather rich ornament consisting of the main symbols can be seen on the artifacts. It includes circles, spirals, triangles, crosses, pyramids, rhombuses, and other signs. Furthermore, I would like to mention the archaeological culture Sesclo, 5th millennium BC, near the Volos city, located close to the major city of Larissa, the Greek coast for which ornament of geometrical shape is typical. During the excavations, figurines and tableware, which were painted with this ornament and often coated with red paint, were unearthed there. Incidentally, pintadera were also found there. The Spanish word pintadera, from pintar, 
meaning to paint, depict something. These are a kind of clay contour stamps, usually with an ornamental pattern. They were quite common in many cultures of the Neolithic period. It is believed that one of their functions was to apply some sort of tattoos in the form of signs and symbols with paint onto the human body before a sacred ritual or a ceremony. And of course, the Shagir culture, 5th to 4th millennium BC, the Middle Urals and Trans-Urals, modern Russia, may be especially noted. Its artifacts include a sculpture made of large, which is the oldest wooden sculpture found in the world to date. It was named after the place where it was discovered, the Big Shagir Idol. The torso of the statue is covered with carved geometric ornament from all sides. The sculpture itself dates back to the Mesolithic period, 9,500 years ago. Rigdon. By the way, on this idol, so-called by archaeologists, there is also information about the seven dimensions in the form of seven of his guises, schematic images of human faces and the seventh dimension is represented as the upper, three-dimensional, double-sided, leading face, while six dimensions are represented in the form of six contour faces. The latter ones were cut on the broad planes of the idol's body. Three were cut on the front, symbolizing the three-dimensional world, and another three guises on the reverse side, symbolizing dimensions which are inaccessible to an ordinary person, the fourth, the fifth, and the sixth. Anastasia The most interesting thing is that scientists are still arguing about what this could mean and also about the meaning of the symbols and signs on it. Interestingly, in the first description of this idol by the museum worker who received this object then, it was mentioned that the idol had his legs crossed. And this points to the lotus position and cognition of the world in the process of meditation. But obviously, this part of the artifact was very inconvenient for someone, since it, at the very least, made people think about the connection with the East. So it is precisely this part that disappeared without a trace in the museum storeroom even before the revolution. That is what losing the key to the original knowledge means. The artifact was found, but nobody knows what to do with it and how to read the ancient signs and symbols. As a matter of fact, on the territory of modern Russia, they discovered many symbols of the ancient archaeological cultures that are highly interesting for the researcher. For example, the Upper Volga culture it was located in the area of the Volga River, Upper Volga, in the Volga-Oka Interfluve, on the present territory of the Moscow region, Russia, in the layers of which dishes with carved ornament and symbols were found, as well as clay medallions with carved signs, an ancient medallion, in essence, the same Tamga. And how informatively valuable are the artifacts, for example, of the Chebarkul culture, the southern part of the Ural Mountains, now Chelyabinsk region, Russia. As a matter of fact, the Urals region is very rich in symbols and signs. For instance, the Urals petroglyphs, rock carvings, 
of the Mesolithic, Neolithic, and Bronze Ages are priceless. Interestingly, they were mainly painted on the rocks which faced the water. And water, as we know, in the interpretation of ancient people, symbolized a different world, the spiritual one. If birds were depicted, then in most cases they were water birds. And traditionally, like with all ancient peoples of the world, spiritual knowledge was recorded in the form of geometric shapes, circles, polygons, waves, zigzags, diagonal and straight crosses, and rays, as well as anthropomorphic creatures and hoofed animals that designate mainly the four essences. But most importantly, with human figurines in form of the bug, with spread out arms and bent legs, on whose heads there were symbols of spiritual liberation or perfection, either the Alatra sign or the symbol of Alat, or several emanating rays were depicted. I'm not even mentioning the most ancient cultures of Siberia with their symbols and signs. By the way, I gleaned many interesting facts also from the research of the Eastern cultures dating back to the 7th to 6th millennium BC, and not only in the Urals, but also in Asia, in Near East and Central Asia. For example, the Hasselar culture of hunters and gatherers, which existed almost 9,000 years ago. It is characterized by rich paintings on house walls and tableware with graphic symbols dominated mainly by the solar, sun, circular, and rhombic symbols. Or, for example, the culture of Chetelhayuk, which you have mentioned in the conversation, that just like Hasselar, existed in the 7th millennium BC on the territory of modern Turkey. Its symbols were indeed dominated by many cross-shaped and rhombic images, and there was an obvious reverence for the divine feminine principle. All this points to the fact that ancient people possessed primordial knowledge about the soul, the four essences, and the related spiritual practices. Interestingly, judging by the burials, the ancient people of this culture did not even have signs of social stratification or any hint at inequality between men and women in the matters of leadership in the spiritual, social, or domestic areas of their community. In the sanctuaries discovered by scientists, there were many female figurines of mother goddess, and in addition to the paintings, there were relief images of mother goddess, ox heads, and lionesses. By the way, the best-known sculpture found in this layer is a female deity sitting on a cubic throne, the side arms of which are made in the form of two lionesses. The same can be observed also in ancient Egypt, same lions as symbols of the lateral essences and the ox head as a peculiar ancient interpretation of the symbolism of this knowledge.